welcome back to the ADF podcast. Obviously, we have been gone for quite a while, and this could be potentially the first one on YouTube if I figure out how to work this new app correctly. But yeah, how, how have you been, Che? It's been, life's going on. We are both now college graduates. And we are both alumni now. Congratulations yeah. to you. Yeah, congratulations to you as well. No, yeah, that's very fitting to congratulate each other because this podcast today is more, we're bringing back the ADF Awards. Um, the so if you're new, yeah, yeah, yeah. Second annual ADF Podcast Award. So if you aren't familiar with us, so we have done a football podcast here, there, here and there. Uh, I guess you could say this is the third restart of it. But basically, we are just two guys uh, from Pennsylvania that need to set time aside every week just to catch up. So what? what else is better than sports? And it was strictly football but we are slowly transitioning if you can't tell by the outfits to all sports including our philadelphia phillies excited for the change because on the off season we would just do nothing with the podcast now granted now we can go anywhere sports yeah i mean yeah related to anything exactly so obviously after we do these awards I'm sure we're going to go down a rabbit hole with something because I have only the award winners uh, picked out. So I guess well, we'll go down a rabbit past, hole. For what do you think? For the past week and a half, the committee has been talking about the rebrand and the awards and who's the winner. So carefully selected yeah, we, by the committee, we we have these – I think they're all the same awards. Yeah. We There's definitely, definitely same we, awards, definitely new ones. Maybe yeah, one there's or two. a couple new ones. Uh, we took a couple out just because at the same time we're like we don't feel like thinking of people. But yeah, we sat down as a committee, figured out who should win these awards. So I guess we're just gonna hop into it. Um, the first one is might be different for some people's terms. It's called the NFL Housery Award. So basically, that's just like jumping around. Yeah, the only reason why I know. The soccer term is because of last year's awards. Yeah. So if you need an explanation, go back and watch last year's. It is on Spotify. It's on everything, All honestly. All platforms, basically. Except for YouTube. won't be on YouTube. And SoundCloud. Yeah. <laughs> SoundCloud are rappers. <laughs> anyway, so for the first award, the ADF award, uh, the NFL Housery Award is going to Seattle Seahawks wide receiver DK Metcalf. Shay, explain the reason why the committee went this direction with DK. So there was a lot of potential, um, what's the word, candidates for this award. Uh, and we felt like you have to be very outgoing for your smack talk, for your game that's not related to football, but your, your uh, what's, just like it, good and fun spirit on trash talking the other team is a whole sport in itself. That's why there's an award. And when you go to learn a different language, not even a spoken language, ones with your hands to go smack talk because you hated getting penalized for it. And I mean, he's still saying what he wants to say. Like what did he, he called somebody his, his son or something or his baby. And DK just, what an amazing move for the Housery award. It was just personally, I was just astonished because that that's a different level of commitment to your to your smack talk game. 
Oh, yeah, I 1,000% agree. It'd be interesting to see what the NFL does if it now tries to ban sign language as taunting, too. They have to, right? Because imagine, like, you can't say stuff in... I guess you can't, like, in Spanish. No, I'm going to go with baseball. Like, I'm sure they don't, like, if they're, if they're heard talk, like, smack talking in Spanish, like, they probably get in trouble for it. So, they have to do something about that now because I think he was cursing with his ASL. Or saying very yes, I don't know the extent of it. I say I don't know the extent, but I'm sure it's going to be very interesting to see what the NFL does with that. Yeah, because it could go all the way up to taunting. Because even just pointing yeah. at somebody, that's that could be a taunt. So if you're making words yeah. with your hands... Yeah. Either way, glad he was our second Housery Award. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, follow, I think the first one was Chauncey. So It was Chauncey. So he, he's right up there with the greatest in the league. The, he was also in the running. He was, yeah. Had to be, even though he only played two games. All right, next award. Uh, we have a name change. Last year, it was just, we just called it Best Backup. This year, we're calling it the Second Fiddle Award. So this award is chosen by, uh, we sat down and collected data of the backups that played a game but did not start. You cannot start a game to win this yes. award. So there was maybe five candidates, and we narrowed it down to three. And let's just say Sean Clifford was in the running for one pass, one completed pass for 37 yards, 100% QBR, but he did not win it. So I just wanted to – he's an honorable mention. Honorable mention. So the best second fiddle award goes to uh, Marcus Mariota, the Philadelphia Eagles, had 164 yards, touchdown, and an interception this year. Three games he came in, I believe. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. I just saw him – as soon as I saw numbers over 100 yards and the one touchdown, I'm like, okay, he has to win this. It was it was either two or three games, but I mean, stats can always be manipulated, but out of all of the candidates, best stats for not starting as a backup. So yeah, which really Mariota. Yeah, congratulations, Mariota, not trying to take anything away from you, but it really stunk because I know me and you sat down last week. Uh, we we didn't have the full. Com- we, yeah, we had so many, and not they just fit because we're like, oh, Easton sticks are the game. Yeah, which <laughs> like who would have thunk? Which he did. He he won the game when I was down with you in Philly. Yes. Because he he played that game where it was a blowout. Yes. And I forgot all about that. But needless to say, congratulations to Mariota. Yeah, congrats. Biggest boot. So last year, I know we gave this to a punter. We're changing it up, giving it to a kicker this year. Uh, now it's Philadelphia been... Eagle here actually winning this award. Back to back awards. Uh, it's Jake Elliott. Uh, field goals. It's thirty-two. I mean, thirty for thirty-two on the year. This is like 93.8%. Extra points, he missed one. I would just cut him. But his long was 61 yards, and that's honestly what got the votes from the committee was the long. Uh, yeah, the committee had a tough time with this one because ov- the obvious names were thrown in, like Tucker and Butker. But and Brandon Aubrey. But we and, cannot give an award to a cowgirl. Agreed. Uh but when it comes to, when it came down to it, the the long Elliot had everybody beaten, and yeah. I believe that long came from the rain game to go oh, into really? overtime. Really, I I believe that kick was the Bills kick to go to hmm. overtime. So just I did not know that. Just the even the importance of it 
elevated it. That's yeah. why Jake Elliott's our second all-time biggest boot winner. Yeah, last year we gave it to Ryan Stonehouse. Granted, he broke a record last year, so there's a little bias thrown in there for me. I had to give it to him. But, but yeah, yeah, this year broke we're, the record. Yeah, congratulations to uh, Jake Elliott for winning the second biggest boot award from the ADF podcast. I mean, I think that's a pretty good accomplishment. I don't even realize that the committee voted on two Eagles. Oh, yeah, no, we do have two Eagles. I was yeah. thinking, like, Falcon was Mariota. No. Like, I'm not used to, even <laughs> though I just said Philadelphia Eagle, but just don't sit right, you know? It it still is a shocker to me. Chip Kelly, we did it for him. Yeah. Biggest flop. Okay, this is – we had this uh, last year. We also tossed around this, calling it potentially the least valuable player, but we don't want to be harsh. Yeah, just that's calling the biggest flop. I don't actually know that I now that I think about it. What's more harsh, being called a flop or at least valuable? I think definitely flop is <laughs> easier to take. <laughs> yeah, I guess it doesn't put you at dead last. Yeah. So this one, I mean, this one, I mean, if you look at the stats, this one speaks for yourself. It's a so- linebacker. Linebacker Von Miller, he had five tackles on the year. Uh, three solo, two assists, no sacks. Uh, he's getting paid how much? Over 100? Well, when we were in the war room com- and the committee was talking about this, I was talking about this and brought up other other flops were mentioned, but I, I saw a report where it was like, for however much he got for those five or seven tackles, whatever it was, he got paid like $8 million for a tackle. And he wow. Like, yeah, it was like an insane amount of number because like he just didn't get anything. So obviously each tackle was like ten million bucks. Wow. Yeah, and I remember being very excited about Von Miller going to to the Bills, thinking he would be a, a difference maker. And oh I, yeah, he flopped this year. See, we talked about that in podcasts in the past that he was just going to elevate that Bill's defense to the Super Bowl caliber that they think they have. And now he's just robbing them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Blind. Yeah, I think he's still under control this year, too. Like, this upcoming. Yeah, he's, he's, he signed for, like, six years last year. Yeah, like, how, well, he's an old head already. So it's like, what are you really going to get out of him, in my opinion? But yeah, so I don't know if I should say congratulations after this, but Ron Miller, you did win an award this year from the ADF podcast. I don't know. <laughs> Uh-huh. That absolutely means something to him. Let's go give him hell next year. <laughs> Let's step it up. Turn it around. Yeah. I mean, you were wasn't he in conversation for Super Bowl MVP with the Broncos? Uh, sure he was. I think he was the Super Bowl MVP. You're definitely right. He could have been because he sacked Cam to get the... Yeah, I think it, he was. <laughs> wow. From Super Bowl potential, because I don't... And I can't back check because I'm recording on my phone. I'm like 90. Potential... Potential Super Bowl MVP to ADF Biggest Flop Award. What, what a downfall. Flop? Who was our flop last year? It's a great question. I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. And I'd... I'm sure. I'm, we'll think about it at a random point in time. I'll think about it in my sleep tonight. What's our next award? Flex King. So this is one that we. This award is more geared off of fantasy. This award was actually thought of by another committee member. It was not me or Shay. Uh, 
He said, basically, <clears throat> pick a player that you didn't don't draft or was drafted very low in fantasy that you ended up picking up or starting later in the league, and he just absolutely ran away with it and won or led you to a championship in your league. So the ADF podcast family, uh, we are very familiar with this player because I want to go out here and say we called his uh, – we called it. Uh, yeah. Ooh, if we I would remember. have plotted every week and kept track of stats, we would have been having the Puka Nakua Palooza. Yeah, we would have. <laughs> because, man, he, did he just... He broke two rookie records, uh, receiving yards and receiving touchdowns or catches. Yeah, like looking at his stats on the year, 105 receptions, over almost 1,500 uh, yards. He only missed it by a couple. And then six touchdowns as a rookie. For yeah. a late pick that everyone was saying, oh, he's not athletic enough. Like, And I remember at the beginning of the season, I remember sitting with you and talking about him, but I remember every, every analyst was like, as soon as Cup is back, because there was three or four weeks, Cup wasn't there. He was like, as soon as Cup is back, he's swept on the rug. You'll never hear about him again. He, he became almost their primary target. Oh, yeah. Over yeah. Cup, which was, is crazy to think about. Yeah, and he's on such a cheap deal because he was like a fifth, sixth, seventh round guy. Yeah, he's a league minimum. No Sony, uh, buy, no uh, signing bonus, I believe. Yeah, so all I'm saying is ADF called the uh, uh, outbreak. Uh, honestly, what what do you think he's going to do next year? Because I could see him just taking off. I don't think there's going to be anything to stop him. I mean, I hope the Rams give Cup the backseat. Now he's giving, he's, you know, letting yeah. him be the primary. He, at minimum, goes same, same, uh, same amount of yards and stuff. Same yeah. amount of yards, catches, maybe more touchdowns. Cause for whatever reason, for the first three weeks, he couldn't, he, he wasn't targeted in the end zone. Granted, yeah. I get he's a, he's a two week rookie. You know what I mean? So you want to put that in an older guy, older vet's hands. Cause you know, they're going to catch it, but. Mm-hmm. I, I think at minimum he goes same amount of yards, same amount of catches, couple more touchdowns, like maybe four or five more touchdowns at minimum. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good outlook. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that, that team with them going to the playoffs this year because no one expected them to even no. sniff that. And they just killed it with their young guns. Like I know that they were like, oh, they traded everything early to win that year, which they did successfully do. And what they had the they had the Lions first, right? Last year, yeah. No, in the playoffs this year. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was. And it, Grant, they almost they had them. I know. That's what I was just about to bring up. They they lost, but in the third the third and fourth quarter, the the Rams stopped the Lions to only scoring three points. Yeah. So that team's there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, they just need a couple more pieces. Wide receiver core is fine. Running back's fine with Kyron and Ronnie Rivers. They got to get a new tight end. Higby's out for the year. Tore an ACL. Yeah, I mean, hey, you could find a tight end anywhere, tight end anywhere though. Uh, you could just go sign an old head to come in. Zach Ertz is a free agent. Yeah, or go try trade for Jack Stoll. <laughs> Was not expecting that. <laughs> but... We're getting off track. Congratulations, Puka, for winning the Fox King Award. Uh, we'll be palooza <laughs> next year again. 
we're, we're definitely going to do something with him <laughs> next year. We have to stick with thousand percent. Have to. All right. So this one, this is the last award we have. Um, you're laughing because we actually had a phone call about this on how we want to do it. So this award is going to the best special teamer of the year. This is a new award. We did not have this last year. Obviously, we have an ADF Hall of Fame. So we're just going to go down a little rabbit hole. ADF Hall of Fame. So we decided to make a Hall of Fame for the people that we love, who we respect, uh, look up to, and believe that they need the recognition that they don't always get. They're not always in the limelight, of course. Yeah, so to recap, we have three current members of the ADF Hall of Fame. Don't think I'm inducting any of them tonight, but we're still only 18 minutes in this episode. <laughs> so the three the three members are currently uh, Garrett Stubbs, who's the catcher for the Phillies. Obviously, backup, backup. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna talk about him more later because honestly, he's gonna he's gonna be the reason why we win the series. But you know, uh, Matt Filer, who is an offensive guard for the Tampa Bay Bucks, he's Bloom grad. That's literally he has to be in it. Hold Bloom on, grad hold Matt on. Filer. I I just realized me, you, and Matt Filer all have one thing in common. We all have a degree from Bloomsburg. All all have a degree from Bloomsburg University. I w- you know I've actually looked into try to contacting Matt Filer to see if he would just give us five minutes on the pod, but I can't find anything because his last social media post on Instagram was from 2016. <sighs> hey Matt, if if you're listening. Five. Yeah, so if anyone knows uh, Matt Filer, honestly, no, Pat McAfee, um, if you somehow stumble across, stumble across this on TikTok or something, try to get us in contact with Matt Filer. He graduated from Bloomsburg. Uh, he is one of the uh, few NFL-bound players we have from Bloomsburg. Him and Jabari Evans are most notable. But yeah, like, tell him that we exist, like, and see if we just find some pods. Yeah, like, he has fans. I don't want him to feel like he's lonely. Like, tell him to come back to go to a stomp and ground. We'll meet him at an alum event. Tell him to come to oh the my. block. <laughs> I was going to say homecoming. Because, you know, that's related to football. Mm, yeah. And just think, like, you can name the state. Oh, it's already named after someone. What? The other, the other person all of Fame. Oh, you're getting there. I was saying they could uh, name the football field yeah. at Bloom after yeah. them, but it's already named. Yeah. The last ADF Hall of Famer that we has have. one career reception. Yes, he does. <laughs> Matthew Slater. Gunner for the Patriots. I'm trying to I'm trying to do this without the, the help of the notes. Ten Pro Bowls? Yes, 10, yes. Four Super Bowls? Something like that. He's been with him forever. Three or four years. Uh, this was his 19th career year. Mm-hmm. 19th career year as a gunner. 10 Super Bowls, as much as Aaron Rodgers, Pro by Bowls. the way. So, more Super Bowls, same amount of Pro Bowls. He's going to be in the NFL Hall of Fame. He's going to be in the Hall ballot. of Fame. In five years. Oh, and he's retiring this year. But, yeah, so we figured before he gets the notice of being the NFL Hall of Famer, we throw him in the ADF Hall of Famer. It's, it's well-deserved. Yes. And he's winning our award. 
No, he's not. Oh, he's not. Isn't it named no. after him? Oh. Yeah, so we decided yeah. to yeah, yeah, name yeah. the award yeah. after him. Thanks. <laughs> so it Sorry, is now the it is the Matthew Slater Best Special Teamer Award. Yes. It's a mouthful. But it's deserved. But this year's this year's award winner is New Orleans Saints returner Rahid Rahid Shahid. There you go. I practiced I you, too. I'm sorry. Yeah, I knew you just needed me to say his first name and you could do the second. <laughs> it's because like the I and the two E's both yeah. make the... Why was he our special team award winner? Read us out his stats. So honestly, this one was kind of hard to gauge. Um, I probably could have looked at it more, but he deserved it. Punt return, 339 yards to Tuddy, as long as 76 on the year. Kick return, he had 384 uh, returning, as long as 28, which I think that's pretty impressive because that's, that's a kickoff good. return. Yeah, that's good. Um, the only other one in the run, running was Jalen Rager. So I think that was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty, pretty slim pickings for the committee. Yeah, I mean, Marvin Mims was out there. I just wasn't having a Bronco. Don't like Sean Payton. <laughs> Sorry. We're, we're biased, unbiased, you know? It's okay. We're unbiased when we have to be. But yeah, uh, big <laughs> round of applause and congratulations to this year's award winners, DK Metcalf, Marcus Mariota, Jake Elliott, Vaughn Miller, Puka Nakua, and Rahid Shahid. There you go. You got it at the end. Congratulations. I thought about it. Yeah. All right, so that's about all I had written down. Let's see. What are we uh, transitioning now? It's about to be the best time of the year. Uh, spring training is literally days away. Man. Okay. We'll go baseball first. Very excited for it. As you can okay. tell, unplanned, by the way, we both wore our Phillies hats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally was like, I need to sit down and I need to rep them because yeah. literally they're going to be playing baseball this Saturday. Um, our last episode was Welcome to Red October, which yeah. we obviously had passion for. And watching the end of last season was heartbreaking. But, you know, I have I think every heartbreak you can learn a lesson from. And you know what? The Phillies didn't seem like they learned a lesson at all until the past week. <laughs> yeah. They're making um, very minor, minor differences in the lineup in the 40-man. Until this past week. Yeah, I mean, to add a couple of the pitchers that they did, there's obviously not huge names like everyone wants, but I think getting wit for another utility, I think that's really big. Uh, I know you said today about the hits, him and Trey. I'll rattle off the stat. Trey Turner and uh, Mary Maryfield, yeah. Yeah, what Maryfield. Um, him... Both of those two, since 2017, are in top three for stolen bases and most amount of hits. Yeah, and it's just absurd. I mean, granted, they didn't do it as Phillies, but they still are leading in that stat, and now they both are Phillies. So with a it's... year of Trey Turner behind him now, I mean, they, he clearly had a rough patch in last season. We fixed him with the ovation. <laughs> Hopefully he can continue with that stride. And now with the help from... Now we add it to the rotation of the in the platoon in the outfield left field situation. Yeah, left field. Yeah, I absolutely love the addition. And what really boils down to me saying, yes, this was it. 
is because it goes down to like when the stars were struggling. Obviously, we lost, but the stars were struggling. We needed an at bat, and the the kid got on base, but we called Christian Pache up to get a huge at bat, one of the probably biggest at bats in his career to extend the postseason. Granted, I think he walked or got a hit, but he got on base, and it didn't lead to anything. But still, it's like, okay, you could throw Pache out in there, but then to have another guy come off um, with wit, like to have the experience, has the yeah. hits, Hold because on, I think Pache. Cave got it. Yeah, I was going to say. Like Pache got on, and then it was Cave. Yeah, like I know but he, Cave but got like the last to bat get of the on. season. Yeah, yeah, but it's like just the fact that we won't have to rely on them. Uh, I'm not saying they're bad players. It's just no. you want someone else almost. Like you want someone that's reliable. What we did is we upgraded and kept good players. Yeah. So yeah. we still have the good them, and now we just have an upgraded player. Yeah, except I thought about this today, and I didn't tell you this, uh, except I think it might sacrifice Wes Wilson making the 40 right off the bat. Uh, I yeah. don't know. Not the 40, the opening day rush. He'll be on the 40, yeah. but he'll be down in Lehigh. Because you can't really carry him, because Wit, Wit is like an older version of Wes. Yeah. They're both righty. Oh, God. They're both righties. Um, but they both can play any position in the field, and Wit can play center. Yep. So, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. I know Marsh is still has that little knee operation going on. If he's not ready to go for the Braves on the 28th of March for opening day, I would say Witt might be our left fielder to start. I, I would not be. crazy to say. Even if even if Marsh, is, if, if, if Marsh needs the time, they have Witt, uh, Rojas, Nick as our outfielders. And Pache still. And Pache being thrown in when he needs. I'm, I'm not mad at all. I'd rather Marsh completely get fine and then come when he's ready. Because not that we don't need him. We could we could sacrifice the time for him to get healthy. You know? Yeah, it's, it's a 162-game season. You don't yeah, need exactly. him ready for game one against the Braves. You'd rather have him get fully healthy and be there in October when we beat him at the bank again. Exactly. I didn't know we were playing the Braves. With the stare down. Oh, uh, dude. Yes, I'm just staring out like at my cabinet, like. <laughs> to, but yeah, to, I mean, I don't know. Uh, thank God Kimbrel's gone. Uh, I think that there's really yeah. nothing to say about that. I just hope that was heartbreaking. Our, our stable closer can have an awesome, awesome come out. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you saying that you were there. That was the coolest thing you saw, even though everyone was booing. Yeah, <laughs> Kimbrel came out for the eighth, the eighth inning. The fu- <laughs> lights were shut off, the fireworks were going, the light show was going on, and the boos were roaring. <laughs> How to t- And we were losing. I was having a blast. The only fun yeah. time I had during, what was that, game six? It was the best part yeah, of game something six. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was sad. Uh, how he really just fell off. I don't want to completely blame him because, again, the bats went silent in a game seven. But if he didn't blow that game out in Arizona, we were sweeping. Exactly. Uh, I have no doubt about that. No doubt. If he didn't blow that game, we were sweeping. Because we were clicking. Like, And if we're going to talk about Penn, I did notice uh, the kid's still uh, – he's still on the four. Like, he's still up, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he'll be full time with us he, this year. 
he'll probably he'll be day one on the on the starting list probably. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what we do with him because obviously I've said this in the past. He's our closer of the future. He has nasty stuff. Um, just not Which, enough experience. I mean, hopefully this whole off season and spring training, hopefully he can he can really prove himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, what's really going to benefit him is if Dominguez comes back and be twenty twenty two lights out. Because then Dominguez could be the closer, or he yep. could rotate with the kid, yep. and uh, so that way it's not all all on him, you know. Like if we get in a jam or to run one one run game, and you don't want the kid going out there because he just threw last night and he's facing the same batters that know his nasty stuff, like throw Dominguez. Wasn't Dominguez battling an injury? I think there was something going on. Yeah, yeah. I don't Which... really know. Because I think he was down a little bit last year. Yeah, but which I mean, hopefully, like I like this off season, like talking injury, H- Jose. I hope mm-hmm. he comes back from from what he was going on with last summer. Because not having him full time hurt. Yeah, it honestly did. We were blessed. We were blessed that Hoffman worked out last year. Uh, Yo, because yeah. if it, if he didn't, we would have been. In the top shape of Houdini this year. I was gonna say you called him Hoffman. I was a little confused. He's coming out. Uh, he's he's gonna be a big part of the pen. Greg Soto, I think, is gonna be a sneaky one. He could be the day one closer. He could close. Love him too. Well, we brought him on. Yeah, um, but yeah, rotation wise, I think the starters gonna be the same unless we go sign Montgomery. I know there's very, very strong talks right now of us going to get him on a one two year deal. I've been telling you, I want him. He just won a series. He goes the length. We've talked about trading Ty, but mm-hmm. we're not going to go into that on this pod because that's just a rabbit hole that we just keep spiraling down on how we eventually end up with Mike Trout, um, <laughs> basically. Which, that's done now with Wynn. Yeah. I think it was always done. I don't think that was ever going to happen. Yeah, but at least the rumors would stop. Not rumors, just like yeah. the overall discussion. Yeah. So, what what are you thinking we're doing this year? Obviously, I know I'm going to say this off the bat. Harper's in the NL MVP. First healthy season of him. First big. Oh, thank you, Reese, for everything. I forgot about this. Thank you, Reese, uh, for everything. But go ahead and say what you were going to say. I didn't tell you. I, I and you were a part of maybe the second greatest thing in history. We, we betted Gronk would miss the kick of destiny, too. We did. We both won our fair share of $10 million, which was 25 bucks. And I put, I put my kick of destiny, Gronk missing money, on Harper NL MVP. Oh, that's yeah. so hot. See, I put my 25 on a soccer leg, and I missed on Should one leg hit. because the guy hit the post. And it was Should reflected on the post. Overall, going back to your original question, I agree. Harper going going the yard, going MVP, full season. Last full season, that's what he did. He's more driven and determined now than ever because he's got that taste in his mouth. And, hey, third time's the charm. He let Philly down, and he knows it and manned up and accepted it, and he's ready to come back swinging for us. He he hit it in the deepest part of the field and only missed by, what, two feet? Yeah, Yeah. that was so sad. I think, you know – Top wild card seed. I'm fine with it. Made my made my bed with it because you know we don't need it. Braves freaking 
we we beat whoever we have to beat. Then I think we're going to play the Dodgers. And guess what? It's just going to be freaking – it's going to be either the Dodgers or Braves. And then either way in the NLCS, Dodgers or Braves. Having the biggest home field advantage in the MLB, it's, it's unfair. I was going to say, we don't want the one seed. We see what the one seed does. We want the wild card. We want to play that five days before. Yeah, exactly. We don't mind the extra series. Mm-hmm. And when you know, when you solidify yourself as knowing you're going to be a wild card, your playoff baseball starts in last week of August. Yeah, and you're That's playing. That's how it is. Yeah. And then when, when the one and two have, what, 100-plus win, win season, they take it easy. They get lazy. Not our guys. They're playing since August. Yeah. They have yeah, like they're fighting. mentally been checked out and mentally won for since August. Yeah, exactly. So, I agree with that a thousand percent. And and I know you it's mentioned not an easy sport. Like no. You gotta have your head in the game twenty four seven and when you just take take time off, it's just it's hard to come back. Yeah, and even you mentioned the home field advantage. I'd even go to say that's the greatest home field advantage in every single sport possible. I don't think there's a more I can't think of one in any sport that even compares to the home field advantage in Citizens Bank Park in October. We saw it for two years now. I mean, even last year, the opening game, when Zach Wheeler's out on the mound, hasn't even thrown a pitch. Everyone's counting down already, counting down how many more pitches for the game. They're cheering. It's first pitch of the game, and normally people are still filing in. No, the bank's rocking already. Like, it's just a sight. Was it the Braves coach who said it? It was four hours of hell. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it said in twenty twenty two, but yeah, I mean, spot on. It's four hours of hell. It that's literally what it is. Oh, and no, if the, the guys start swinging, I'm getting goosebumps talking about this. If the <laughs> guys start swinging, I'm gonna be rally capping shirtless with you in October, and we're gonna be first inning. Playing the song. <laughs> we're gonna be playing uh, the song. I don't think we can bring it back personally. <laughs> no, but. They're probably going to figure out a way to do We're it. We're going to bring it back. We have to. Yeah. You have, you have okay. to win one with it. But, uh, yeah, I think, honestly, a big thing was keeping Stubbs around. I know he was just – I think he was on an arbitration deal or something. But it's glad that we brought him back because he's the life of the clubhouse now. He's he's the glue with Schwarber. Absolutely. you have to Reese leaving now. Um, and every – fifth game or so they like they like giving JT the day off and it's he's mm-hmm. not a liability when he plays yeah no I mean we saw him triple we and stole home yeah even though it was a wild pitch <laughs> hey doesn't matter but, doesn't matter that was well, just it's the Schwarber Grand Slam oh. <laughs> oh this was such a bad idea to talk baseball because I did cannot you wait. see Cody Clemens change this number what number is he now? Two. What? Yeah. Jimmy Siggs. I'm saying Jimmy Siggs. <laughs> thank you for starting this. Oh, he's wearing two. Yeah. What? Why? Because you said whoever changed his name. So I went and looked at all all the players who changed their names. Cody Clemens changed his name number to two. <laughs> no idea why. We'll never see him unless we're going. Changed? Oh, God. Now we're talking, like, you're talking about, like, other people. Like, the, Did Westbrook change? Like, Redding, you're talking about Redding. I don't know. Like, um, 
Griff might have changed. Uh, I can't. I, I was just more curious if we're going to be seeing West crank out homers and Abdullah's number or not. West didn't. I don't think West changed. I would have. I would have told you that immediately. I forgot about the cookie. Dude, runs. his walk up song. Seen... What? His walk up walk up song came on in Miracoy yesterday, and about lost my mind. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm like, I should put money on this game. I still uh, regret it. We should have put money on him hitting a home run. Talked about it for four days. Four days in advance, and what? And it's such a shame because no one will remember that game as Wes's first home run. They'll only remember yeah, it as Lorenzen's no no. <laughs> Wasn't it Sticks's home run too? His two hundredth. Yeah, and what he did was Sticks hit his, Wes hit his, Sticks hit his two hundredth. And then Lorenzen yeah, decided did to have one ninety nine and two hundred. Yep. Yeah. What a game! There was it. It's one of. The, Probably one of the best Philly games in a while. Wow. Non non playoff. Yeah, yeah, I think that makes sense. I think that's re- uh, respectable to say too. Anything else you want to talk about? I mean, I know we could sit here and talk about this for a day, but as of right now, I feel like not too much happened in the MLB. If we're, we're just to stay out in baseball as we're closing up on that. Besides the Dodgers spending over $2 billion, nothing really happened. And Reese going uh, to Milwaukee. Yeah, I'm glad he went there. I could root for him there. Like, any other big names go anywhere else? Oh, um, who became a Yankee? Juan. Yeah. Juan Soto. Yeah. Soto's a Yankee. Hey, we won't have to worry about the Padres no more. Exactly. Because now... So... And then, what are we, in the middle of NBA and and hockey? They're getting close yeah. to the playoffs. I'm sure we'll dive into it once we know what their playoffs are shaping up like. Yeah, I mean, Tyrese Maxey's a dog. Uh, what are we, we're only like halfway... Say. Yeah. We're only halfway through the NBA if it's the All-Star today. Yeah. I don't really know much. I just know he's a dog. I know... Actually, you know Ricky Council? Yeah. He's your guard of power. Well, he's, he's on the Sixers. You know he has like four brothers and they're all named Ricky? That's like George Foreman. <laughs> like, yeah, all of his brothers they're are named, all named Ricky. Ricky. Yeah, that's why he's like Ricky Council the fourth. Because it's Ricky 1, Ricky 2, Ricky 3, Ricky 4. That's, like, creative, but, like, in the most boring way. Like, how do you call them at home when they're getting yelled at? Uh, R1, R2, <laughs> Ricky. There you go. Just number yeah. them. Uh, Ricky with yeah, the blue shirt. Yeah, Ricky with the red shirt. <laughs> Dude, I did not know that. Yeah, I learned about that this morning, literally on TikTok. I woke up the first TikTok say, I how saw. Did you learn that? <laughs> yeah, first TikTok I saw. I don't even know why it was on my page. Honestly, McAfee might have been talking about it. That's the only way I would picture myself learning. That's but, what I meant to ask. I, I meant to ask you: Are we at, at all following UFL? <laughs> no. No. Okay. No. Okay. No. Sorry. Well, apparently, my Philadelphia Stars didn't. Didn't make the merger. 
<laughs> so I have no no stake in it at all. No, no, I don't care. I'm over football. The, bring on baseball. Bring on the end of soccer. The only other team I like could, might consider cheering for is the Battle Hawks, not the bandwagon. My parents, for whatever reason, know the coach. What? I forget the reason, but they know him. What? Yeah. They should bring Troll down there on one day. What, to St. Louis? Yeah. Go to the St. Louis Let them stadium? Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah. I mean, we'll definitely I have to start thinking else. about all sport topics and stuff. I mean, as of right now, we said we're bi-weekly right now. Yeah, we're doing bi-weekly now. Uh, you know, so... It's easy now. Waiting for the seasons to get fully rolling. Football's obviously oh, yeah. dead. Baseball needs to get rolling. The only... I mean, again, the only things that are being talked about are mid-season basketball and hockey. Yeah. I mean, the Prem's killing it, but I'm not going to sit here and talk about the Prem for 20 minutes when... Yeah. Like, I'm Arsenal's gonna... killing it again. All I'm saying is Arsenal's killing it again. Where are they seated? Second right now. Uh, two points off top. Man City's now two points below us with a game in hand. It's a little worrying, but Kasak is killing it. Uh, How are my blades doing? Haven't, haven't oh, checked dude, them. They just got pumped 5-0 today. <laughs> I got to send you, after I record you this, I want to send, they got a red card today. Straight red. This guy, like, went to tackle him and, like, kicked the guy right in the thigh and he's arguing that it wasn't a red card. It's clear as day. One of the nastiest tackles I've ever seen. He was a wooden cord. It was just a yellow. No. They're already saying, yeah, no, they're pretty much, I think they're pretty much going to go down. Uh, if they survive, I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> I really don't think there's a way because they got pummeled five. I think they got a couple weeks ago was six. <laughs> they, Damn. they are the, this team just conceded their 65th goal of the year, to, and that is the most through 25 games ever in the Premier League. Oh, my gosh. We're the, own, we're the own 16 lines, aren't we? I think they have a couple wins, but... Yeah, but we're just as bad. They're they're rough. Uh, oh, man. Looks like i got to yeah. find a new team for next season. Yeah, poor Austin Trusty is getting... He's getting valuable experience... It's not looking good. Since I'm the Premier League expert, I will comfortably say that they will be relegated. They will be relegated by mid-April. They won't even make it to May. I'd be shocked. They, they, something really would have to change for them to do that. They would have to start winning by 10 each game. I mean, honestly, just they could, if they start drawing, I mean, I think Crystal Palace on the downs, they just fired their coach. My second team. <laughs> Yeah, they just fired their coach. Smart, uh, that guy sucked. Like they're, they're playing okay, but yeah. Luton, I think, is going to stay up. Luton's firing on all cylinders. The Honestly, the only thing that could save Sheffield right now is if a point deduction goes out for financial reasons. <laughs> uh, Everton could get hit with another one, which would put them below Sheffield, and I think Nottingham Forest would hit with a real big one that would put them down near the relegation fight. But... Nah, they need me in the center back, bro. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. Interesting. Thank you for keeping me a post on the soccer. Yeah, I mean, I actually kind of like that nice little two-minute brief. Yeah, I, I spent a lot in two minutes. So. Well, I guess we'll do every two weeks, right? That's bi-weekly, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tuesday mornings? Yeah, we'll shoot for that. Yeah, Tuesday I'll try to mornings. edit. Yeah. Fair. We'll Before keep it. we end this pod, we want to just say something. Uh, I know everyone says, every pod in the past, I went peace. We're changing it. Uh, we really sat down and dove, dove in the cars, and this quote just hit us like a ton of bricks, where it's just, it's just an empty cup. It's just so whatever going on in life, it's hard, whatever, you'll go through it. Because just remember, it's just an empty cup. All it is is an empty cup. Just keep life in perspective. Yeah. So hope you enjoy this episode. Go back, listen to us on Spotify, Apple, everything. Hopefully you enjoy this. We'll be back in two weeks with baseball. If you ever have anything you want to say, comment, give us ideas, please contact us. Uh, DM us through Twitter or in our link tree. Or email us at the adfpodcast.gmail.com. It sounds right. Yeah, I'd it's, say it's yeah, yeah, podcast.gmail.com. Sure yeah, that, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the award ceremony. Uh, we will see you guys in two weeks. Go Phils. And honestly, it's just an empty cup.